When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's the pride of Fairbury, an average Joe. Bill Dolman, the professor. I had a 6 ACT in 1967. One time I got an A and my grandma beat me for cheating. Now with Hale Varsity Radio. Hour two is here. It's Hale Varsity. We're powered by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark, Bill Dolman. Dare I say in sunny Florida? Still? Still down south. Gosh, you're smart. Yeah. You are yeah. smart. I, I had to put the sweatshirt on because it's a little cold in here with the air conditioning on. So. Hey. Oh, wow. You want me to show you the... Uh, Unbelievable. The, the uh, not quite the body double, but the uh, the landscape double of the Empire Strikes Back. It's outside. Uh, there's a tauntaun that just went by the studio as I was... <laughs> and uh, it died. A bathroom break. Because I crawled inside for warmth. You had to. <laughs> Bill Dolman with us. And pride of Fairbury, it's been a week. Nebraska takes down Purdue. Nebraska has a chance to follow up against... Iowa, it's polar bear weather, and it's polar bear uh, showdown tonight as uh, Natch Hutmacher and Nebraska Wrestling hooks up with Iowa. Kalen DeBoer, uh, the pride of Sioux Falls, is off to uh, Alabama, and uh, you know the Saban news, the uh, Bill Belichick news. It's been uh, incredible. So I want to start though with. The topic of following a legend. We'll get your take on hoops and in wrestling too. But just De- DeBoer going to Bama, uh, you, you know the relationship that that Osborne and, and McBride have had with Saban in his career. As Saban's really continued to grow every stop he made as a coach. But just DeBoer taking this this jump with these expectations. Devaney, Osborne, and then after after T.O., of course, you were around when, when Frank took the reins. What is it going to take, and how how trying do you believe this decision might have been? Or was it an easy take for DeBoer, given his track record? Now you're muted, brother. Oh, no, the mic has been disconnected on Bill's end. Oh, no. We are going to get incredible insight here. and I'm throwing out every lesson you taught me this semester. Wow. Just because of that. He can't even defend himself. I know. Uh, I'll get yelled at later this you, month. You, oh, oh, there he is. There, there we All go. Right. It was you all saw it's all connected. I, I don't know what's going on. It's the weather on your. It's seventy six degrees here, yeah, so it's st- not my stop, problem. Stop that right now. <laughs> okay. So whatever weather you got going on that's messing with my microphone, I'm going to blame blame the weather. But you know, I, I think with with Kalen DeBoer, there's a couple of things, especially with that job, because you know, they've had a couple of instances where they've had legends. Um, and they've had to replace them on two occasions. Uh, certainly Bear Bryant was replaced by Ray Perkins, who was an Alabama guy, mm-hmm. right? And then uh, Perkins had mediocre success. I think maybe, um, I can't remember who followed him, 
But then they had Gene Stallings come in, another Alabama guy, and and won a national championship. Stallings retired, and then they went with another Alabama guy in Mike DeBose, and the results were were disastrous, right? Probation. Uh, you know, yeah, and and so that was bad. And then they went from I've got it down uh, from Mike, Mike DeBose to Dennis Francione. We all remember the Mike Price era. <laughs> um, Put it Mike on the card, Shula. honey. <laughs> Mike Shula, and of course, Mike Price never coached a game there. Joe Kynes was the interim who replaced uh, Shula, and then Saban took over. So they've, they've gone the route of replacing Alabama legends, and it's tough to put Gene Stallings in the same class with Bear Bryant. But he did win a national title and did have a lot of success. But replacing him with Mike DeBose because he had Alabama ties was disastrous. The thing that I think you and I, Schmitty, agree, and we talked about this on the Average Joe Sports Show podcast the other day, is the demeanor of Kalen DeBoer, I think, is what's significant. Uh, and he's, it's the rise that he has has been meteoric, if you really look back at the last probably six years, to go from Sioux Falls, where he like lost three games in five years, to Indiana for a uh, cup of coffee, Fresno State for a bigger cup of coffee, a venti, and then he goes to Seattle, where he has, well, I guess, how appropriate to go to Seattle and, and you know, sticks around the coffee shop for two years, and now he's gone. But he's 49 years old, and I think that people got a chance to know him over the last few weeks leading up to the national championship game, that he has a demeanor that is very Midwestern. I don't think the situation gets too high for him. I don't think it gets too low for him. I think the national championship game was too big for his team, but I'm not sure it was for him. So I think the demeanor that he will bring to Alabama is such that this job within his personality is not going to overwhelm him. I think he has confidence that he can get the job done. I would imagine that his staff, although they've talked about the offensive coordinator staying back in Seattle and becoming the head coach, but if his staff stays with them and they can continue the operations as they have over the last few years from Fresno to Washington, I think it'll be a good transition. They're not going to be able to replicate what Bear, what, uh, what Nick Saban did. is <laughs> what Bear Bryant did. But uh, I think you can probably see uh, you know, maybe maybe Sarkeesian type success within the you know the next few years. But Sarkeesian Husker fans went five and seven his first year at Texas. Three years later, they're in the playoff. Mm. All right, and I think you might see that kind of success. Um, you know, fairly soon for DeBoer because I think he can handle the situation. Bill, that's the uh, the rub here is Kalen's brought his um, a lot of his staff with him everywhere, and it's worked, right? It wasn't too big for them. But you know how cutthroat the SEC is in, in recruiting, and everything they used to do is now legal now, allegedly. <laughs> so Florida State. So my question is this, can they make that jump or do you need to shake your staff up and get some SEC dudes? I, I don't know. I'm sure that's a conversation that he had with Greg Byrne that if he was going to take this job that he needed to be able to bring his guys in and not have to rely on, well, you're going to be the head coach, but we all have these ties down here and you all need to be making sure that you keep these guys happy. <laughs> That might be the case where there are some people where, you know, DeBoer's not dumb thinking that I'm going to take this staff from Sioux Falls to Fresno to Seattle. And, but I, I think if you can keep the core together and 
um, bring in some guys that are in, that have some ties to the area where 75% of your staff is, is loyalty. And let's keep this in mind too. Staffs now, as we know in Nebraska, are what, 50 people, yeah. right? What's Nebraska have, 39, 41, 42? It's the second biggest staff in the Big Ten. So they will have plenty of people with Alabama ties and influence that will be able to uh, remind uh, or let Kalen and company know exactly where they need to go and which fork to use with their gumbo, you know, if they're going to go down into the <laughs> Asian country or whatever they're going to, you know, do with, you know, when they uh, eat their grits in Alabama, you know, they'll, they're, they're not going to be a bunch of my cousin Vinny's going down there, right? They'll have a few people that, uh, that know how to handle the courtroom in the South. <laughs> the Utes. Bill, I'm going to give you a moment here if you'd like. Would you like to take a victory lap on your, your take last week that you made saying maybe it's time for a, a notable name in college football to retire and, and become the next czar of college football? You can take a victory lap for that here today? Brother, I'm always on a victory lap. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever I hear 5 o'clock on Friday is then they show is just freaking brilliant. But uh, <laughs> It's on loop. <laughs> I just didn't have a cigar for the for the show because Shaggy's smoking all my cigars because it's his seventh birthday today, so oh, I, I, I didn't get one. But um, no, I, I I just had a, a feeling that you know that this was going to be the, the 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 best opportunity, a perfect time for Nick Saban. And I didn't say Nick Saban, but that's just kind of the feeling that you have was that this might be it for him. There'd been speculation throughout the year, but. They're talking about him going to ESPN, and okay, that's all well and good. But if I'm Charlie Baker, and I should be running the NCAA, I'm calling Nick Saban right now because if I want the NCAA to maintain any relevance in the uh, the next superpower or iteration of college football, that Charlie Baker is is promoting, and they're talking about in these weeks right now about where college football is going to go. If I'm Baker, I am trying to get Nick Saban on board with me side by side so that I can get all of college football, the power brokers, the TV people, because they all covet Nick Saban, athletic directors, school presidents who have screwed this thing up so badly, uh, I, and coaches, and I think players would even, because we know there's going to be a players association probably within the next decade, right? That's the next going to happen. People don't understand that this has been in the works, that there's going to be a players' union at some point. But I think Nick Saban at 72 still has the energy to do that, that he could be the guy who would kind of save college football, maybe from itself, maybe from the NCAA, and unite that. And and I just felt last week that that's, he'd be the perfect guy. But if I'm Charlie Baker, I want Nick Saban right next to me trying to save the sport for the future because right now it's a mess bill i want to switch it over to the hardwood here real quick tuesday night where does that rank for you out of all the husker basketball games that you've seen and how does this team avoid the hangover effect here tonight that's the big that's the the really big question is is tonight's game no question about it um I, you know I, again on, on average joe I, I i mentioned a couple weeks ago i thought that the win over indiana was the best team performance I'd seen at Pinnacle Bank Arena by a Nebraska basketball team because they were just so locked in with their responsibilities uh, and their duty and their discipline and playing their roles so well. And they they knocked off Indiana by 16. And, and what they did to Purdue, 
uh, took it to another level. That's the best team performance by Nebraska in the Pinnacle Bank Arena era. Because again, they're locked in on what Fred Hoiberg has asked each one of those guys to do in playing their role and playing in a, and, and giving them each player an important part in what they're doing. They've got like nine guys averaging 14 minutes per game. And, and some of those role players, you know, Sam Hoiberg is an MVP. Uh, you know, the minutes that they get, they make the most of. And I thought Jawan Gary's dive on the floor in the first two minutes of the game to get a loose ball and preserve a, a possession with a timeout. I hate using timeouts in those situations. But just the, the act that he did in going after it at that moment in the game was the tone setter. Nebraska needs to do that tonight. Iowa's been off for almost a week. I think they last played on Saturday. They're going to be fresh. They're going to be at home. Maybe they're worried about the weather a little bit. I don't know. Um, but the fact that they've been off, does that knock them off stride? Because they've won four of their last five. This is a key moment for Nebraska basketball. Maybe they don't go on the win, on the road and win, but if they can fight and, and make it close and make it competitive and, and win, that'd be obviously that'd be the best thing. But this is just a key moment for this Nebraska basketball team to build on the plateau that I mentioned the other day. They've reached a plateau now to put a foundation on to continue to grow higher. And what they do tonight and how they come out and play is absolutely critical. Bill Dolman's with us, Pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports, the professor with us, Hale Varsity Radio. So, uh, you know, Brandon's always looking out for the show, and there's about, I don't know, a foot of drifted care package opportunity possibly around uh, Brandon's uh, front door. He wants to send you a care package. That'd be okay. nice. Yeah, that'd be nice. I, I, I didn't. I was going to make the trek back today. But, uh, but you said, maybe I, no, that's the uh, suntan lotion. Yeah, Thought, yeah. Brave the sub 80 degree temperatures here. <laughs> Bill, the opportunity tonight for Nebraska wrestling. Got a couple of minutes left here, bud. And uh, Nash Hutmacher's got the buzz. There's always buzz with Nebraska and Iowa when they wrestle. Mark Manning's as good as it gets. What are you uh, looking forward to tonight beyond the polar bear? And, and of course, that matchup, uh, his uh, competitions uh, twelve and four, but but not as seasoned. Uh, Nash has got a lot of wrestling under his belt, but this will just be his second Division One match. Now, are they going with the football player too, Iowa, or are they going with the guy who's been on the wrestling? I know they've got a football player that's been uh, dabbling on the wrestling mat, but maybe after what the what transpired with that match with the Wyoming kid, they decided we need to make sure we got our full time guy out there. Look, I, I, I hope Nebraska fans. Uh, brave the elements, are safe. Maybe they're on their way now. I hear there's 4,500 tickets that have been sold, and maybe a few more will be sold later. But, you know, Mark, coming on your show, what was it, yesterday or the day before, saying, oh, yeah, Na Nash is going. You know, Mark understands the moment. He understands what, A, Nash can do on the mat. He understands what Nash and his presence can do for his team. I think, I think not only is the football team jacked about it, I think the wrestling team's fairly jacked about it. And wrestling is a sport where you don't get too high and you don't get too low, but I think he's provided them a spark. This team is 5-0 in duels, fourth in the country. You know, wrestling's unique because it gets down to the national championships, and it's how well you do in your brackets. And, you know, Penn State's going to crush everybody and win the national title, and I will probably be, you know, wishing they could be close enough to make it competitive. 
But Nebraska is a top five program this year. And this is just one of those chapters during the course of a season where you're really appreciative that it's come along. It's at home. It doesn't happen very often. And there's what half the matches, I think, are between top 15 ranked wrestlers. Nebraska's got a, a, a number one ranked wrestler, what, 149, a couple guys ranked seventh and a couple of thirds. You know, I think it has the potential to be a really fun, special night. And I love the sport of wrestling. I love Mark Manning. And uh, if it comes down to heavyweight and that's the last match of the night, oh, my gosh, that, 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 might, uh, that, that might knock the place down and the polar bear would be one happy dude. Bill, we'll check in with you next week. Safe travels. Uh, make sure you get that uh, uh, UV90 so you're safe down there. <laughs> All right. I'll come into Lincoln with some zinc oxide. Uh-huh. Dolman. <laughs> yeah. Dolman's been tanning. I like it. Bill, we appreciate you, brother. Safe uh, travels northward, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, go Big Red and Connor. I have been reviewing your grades, especially after that last comment earlier. Wow. Pride of oh, Fairberry. Oh, it's break. Come on. Bill Dolman <laughs> off the top rope.